Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Welcome back to Discographology, the show where no thing I do, don't do no thing, but bring me more to do. It's true. I do imbue my blue into myself. I make it bitter. <laughs> oh, good. Welcome back. That show. It's good. It's good to be back. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. It's pretty good. I... It's hot. Yeah. It's, it's well that you know good talk um <laughs> uh, no it's it's good it, i just got back from vacation so that's been nice oh, so where'd snap. you where'd you go went, went back to cedar point uh stayed with uh with my in-laws in their camper and it was actually very nice the weather was very pleasant and yes as josh mentioned i got back and now it is very very hot uh, again i <laughs> This uh, flower is Wilton. <laughs> when you say Cedar Point, all I can think of is the the lodge at uh, Twin Peaks with the giant waterfall. The Great oh, Northern. The Great Northern. <laughs> right. I love the Great Northern. Is, was it was it something like that? Yeah, I don't know where this is. Where's Cedar uh, it's, Point? It's in Ohio. It's uh, okay. We're right on the coast of Ohio, kind of between Toledo and Cleveland, East Ninety Nine. Ah. It's a little trip there. I uh, I am actually flying out tomorrow to Florida. What? Yeah. You're going to be a Florida man. I'm going to be a Florida man for <laughs> a couple days. You're actually time. going You're going somewhere where there's less COVID infection well, you know, by some Okay, miracle. so I do have to say, uh, we, we booked this trip and then I thought about it and I was like, maybe we shouldn't do this and we thought about no canceling it's safer it. there i know and that's the, the thing well and also we're both va- we're all vaccinated you know except but my kids yeah, are not yeah. i don't know that's the worrisome part right right um but at the same time i did realize yeah we're probably safer there <laughs> uh the yeah. only thing is the airport the airport's the dangerous part but once we get there airbnb right. we're by ourselves on the beach you know just fancy ask but ask people if they're from missouri if they say yes I, you know I, yeah, stay away yeah not we're, we're in Missouri. I can I can say that because we're in Missouri. I will say when we're down place. there, though, I am going to probably look up some record shops and stuff and uh, try to uh, maybe pick up some new stuff. Yeah. New acquisitions. New Are you acquis- doing the whole Disney thing? No. God, no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would actually. Enjoy, I've never done that, but I I've thought about that before with the girls. But nope, we're just going to go to the beach. That sounds come back way more relaxing. Nice. Literally it. Huh? I said that sounds way more relaxing. Yeah. It, it, the girls are excited. They've never, Nora's been to the beach, but she was like a real little kid when we went. So yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily excited, but it'll be exciting to see her reaction to everything. Awesome. Cool. What do you think you guys are going to be listening to on these trips? Well, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this in terms of what we've been listening to currently and, and purchases and everything, and there really hasn't been too much new music that has grabbed me. I did send Blake one song recently that I thought he might like by a band called Illuminati Hotties, which <laughs> yeah. is really just mm-hmm. one person when I looked it up. It's this uh, woman whose name now escapes me who 
has been a songwriter producer in the music scene for a long time, but she does this band Illuminati hotties and they had a new song called pool hopping that I really enjoyed that I sent to Blake. And then like right after I sent it, I realized it just sounds exactly like Charlie bliss. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> and hence, I, I wasn't I wasn't blown away, but yeah. Yeah, hence why like I like it probably so much. You know, it's very Charlie Bliss esque, which means it's sort of that Weezer esque power pop with a female vocalist. Um, but I really enjoy it, and that's really the only song I've been, uh, you know, uh, listening to as far as new music goes lately. It's also perfect for summer. It's called pool hopping. It's all about pools swimming which is great for summer um other than that though i don't know we've been listening to a lot of sparks uh after seeing that documentary um so been probably gonna listen to some sparks down there um i did want to tell you logan um specifically there's something that kind of i thought you would find interesting i picked up recently the first Warren Zevon album, I guess you could say. Uh, apparently he had one before that that's not really considered his first album, but uh, the singer-songwriter Warren Zevon, his, his, I guess, technical first album uh, that has a few different songs on Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me and some of those. But I was looking at the, the liner notes for it, and it's just a who's who of L.A. songwriters of the 70s, um, Unfortunately, Glenn Fry and Don Henley are on uh, there, um, but mm-hmm. also Jackson Brown. And uh, it, it, the weirdest thing is uh, it says Lindsey Buckingham and Stephanie Nix, which I thought was curious. Uh, I guess not going by Stevie yet. But the thing I thought you huh. might find interesting, Logan, is I know you're a big fan of this person. Uh, it says on there that Carl Wilson does vocals on songs. Oh, oh really? And yeah, and at first I was like, I wonder if that's the Carl Wilson, but then it says courtesy of Brothers Records. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely the Carl Wilson. I, I was unaware that the Beach Boy was uh, involved with that sort of 70s L.A. singer-songwriter scene, but I guess it makes sense. I mean, he, he would probably also be around that area at that time. Yeah, Carl has a sweet baby sweet you know voice. joyous voice of <laughs> <laughs> yeah he adds to the the warren zevon i had it on today and, and beth was like well this is uplifting it was some i don't know it might have been carmelita the song about like i'm all hopped up on heroin on the outskirts of town or something and <laughs> she was like well this is uplifting music i was like eh. <laughs> oh this is chipper uh anyway that's what i've been listening to uh lately uh matt what have you been listening to well uh been uh prepping for our Fiona Apple uh, part two coming up and it, it's it's reminded me a lot of uh, another late 90s kind of quirky lush uh, record and, and that is Beck's mutations um, mainly tropicalia is, is what I is kind of what I gleaned from uh, from listening to, to Fiona but 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 that was a, a record that that I had um, and hadn't listened to for, for quite a while. So I, I, I revi- revisited that on, on the trip and, uh, you know, really kind of enjoyed it uh, as a, as a summer vibe, you know, kind of by the pool, hanging out, you know, lots of, uh, and I feel like it's kind of, you know, a, a spiritual sibling, you know, kind of taint, same time frame, uh, same, mood and feeling and, you know, kind of quirky instrumentation, uh, that, that we see on the Fiona coming up. So, so I, I've been, uh, been checking out that, that Beck 
I uh, haven't really been to the record store uh, of late, but um, I- I'm sure uh, now that I'm back in town, I, I will uh, I will be able to swing back out and see see what what's new in. Nice, Logan. Well, um, I've been listening to uh, <laughs> Rammstein's self-titled album from 2019 that I picked up on vinyl. Uh, so not their first album, huh? If it's oh, it took them that long to do a self-titled. Yeah, this is 2019. So it's definitely not their first album. Uh, it's great. It's really good. Um, I kind of got on this Rammstein kick because uh, I was browsing around on Amazon Prime and there was a Rammstein concert on there. And so I watched the entire thing, and I was just—it was just amazing. I was just blown away the entire time. And I've—I've I've been kind of a curious fan here and there. I—I I have uh, Sen sucked on a CD, you know, that has like Duhast and. You've been Stein curious. Yeah, I—I I was introduced uh, to them by the Family Values tour and MTV, <laughs> of course. Uh, growing up. It's a great so, performance on that Family Values oh, tour video. Oh yeah, they they are pyromaniacs for sure. There is all kinds of things going on, but what I'm really impressed by is just their musicianship, and they write a lot of really beautiful music. But it's just this heavy, like I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of other things like that, I guess. So anyway, uh, another thing I picked up was a weird release for something called the Ninja Eliminator Trilogy. And it came out this year, but uh, I don't really know much about it, but it's some kind of like retro throwback, like uh, what was it? Kung Fury or Turbo Kid. Um, But I'm a big fan of the Turbo Kid soundtrack and Le Matos is the group that does the soundtrack. Uh, so they did the Ninja Eliminator trilogy, and that's what kind of cued me to it. I was like, oh, Lamatos. Well, I, I really like their music from Turbo Kid, so let's check this out. And uh, it's really cool. So it, it was an interesting track, but I don't really know too much about the actual. It looks like some kind of a lo-fi retro throwback with ninjas, you know. You just said a lot of words that I don't yeah. think I quite grasp. So those are movies, I, I'm assuming, and, and you they're, are They're like to internet them. shows or something. They're like internet oh. things, but it's like- What the, I was imagining was a Nintendo game. No, <laughs> it's it's kind of like a, a throwback, like Kung Fury. Have you heard of that? Or Turbo Kid? Or I think I have. I, I've heard okay. of Kung Fury. I well, it's they take that 80s synthwave aesthetic and they apply it to mm. video where it's like a vaporwave kind of trip, but everything's okay. kind of voiced over. It's just larger than life. Crazy things happening, sometimes over the top gore or just cheese. <laughs> okay. uh, it, it's a very kitschy kind of thing, but this group, Le Matos, uh, this I, th- I think they're you know French. Their electronic group they just write some really cool instrumental music that I'm into. So if is the music kind of like vaporwave esque as well? Is the music? Uh, yeah, it, it's very kind of a synthwave retro, but it's not vaporwave. I, I wouldn't say it's that, but it's just kind of that kind of style that you see in a lot of vaporwave imagery if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also have this, uh, I, I've talked about my love for the Appleseed cast, especially their mm. low-level low Owl, Owl Volume 1 and 2 album. Uh, well, they re-released it on vinyl for their 25th anniversary, so I was a sucker and I picked it up. So I have like... 
three different versions of that album <laughs> now, and uh, I think I'll stop there. <laughs> so, that's what you say. Right. That's what I say. Mega but, uh, edition. But it's such a great album. It's one of my favorites, so I'm, I'm glad to have it. Also, my wife, uh, I guess she was out and about and went through some kind of flea market or something like that, and she picked me up uh, Tomita Cosmos from 1978. Uh, Isaiah Tomita, he's an electronic hmm. you know, synth guy that you know was doing a lot of uh, covers of like Star Wars tracks. That sounds and, dope. Yeah, it's just stuff. It's it's just fun, like Japanese kind of synth music. So, hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. You should do a mashup of Appleseedcast and our current uh, focus, uh, oh. Apple, and have Fiona Appleseedcast. Appleseedcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. a great, great idea. Mashup. Blake, what have you been listening to lately? Um, well, I want to recommend uh, Olivia Rodrigo's album. I want to recommend Lucy Dacus. So all three of the women from the group uh, Boy Genius are now like uh, <laughs> revered artists in their own right, obviously. So you got Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Julian Baker, and now Lucy Dacus has a, a kick-ass new album. Um, things that I bought recently, though, I do have to confess that I went ahead and got the, the main thing I wanted from Record Store Day but didn't get. So I went to eBay and I got the Heim gasoline seven inch. Oh yeah. Did you get scalps? Yeah. Did, did um, they take your, do they take your, your scalp? They, they, they scalped me only a little bit. I, I do kind of hate myself that I even paid a, a, I guess a scalper. Luckily, I, I think I got a fairly decent deal or not a horrific deal. Yeah. Um, but I haven't opened it. I'm just, I'm glad to have it. I'll probably open it. Um, I just pre-ordered something, um, and it's uh, it's called If I Can't Love. It's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, Halsey's forthcoming album. Going to be produced by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, you know, from the movie Soul and Mank. Pixar. Yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> the Oscar-winning uh, Nine Inch Nails duo has produced a housey record, so you know I ordered that. Sound unheard. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's a Venn diagram where in the middle is Blake. You know, on one side yeah, is like, it's like female it was pop the weirdest Nine Inch Nails, the weirdest nails. crossover, and all of a sudden, like I'm working on a Nine Inch Nails podcast with. My wife and I, of course, I talk about female pop singers all the damn time on this podcast. I mean, we're kind of in the middle of one right now. Um, and yeah, it's like, oh, by the way, they're they're producing an album and it's Halsey. Um, which, which is more up cool. your alley, that or when Miley Cyrus did that Nine Inch Nails cover? Halsey. You think Ooh. that's more? Okay. I just, I remember when that yeah. happened, I was like, this is not going to get any that better was... for Blake. This is Blake's thing. Mm, yeah. You're not I'm a Miley not, Cyrus yeah. fan, though, right? Not, no. Yeah. I, I saw the Black Mirror episode and, you know, I, I, it's, it was interesting, but mm. yeah. Um, I didn't pick up her covers album or anything. Um, the other thing that I pre ordered is something called DC comics death metal. And I pre-ordered a special, uh, 
vinyl edition from a, a store called Brooklyn Vegan on the internet. Yeah. And yeah, as my friend Tom uh, pointed out, there is no death metal on the album. Don't. But there... <laughs> what? I said there is... Don't. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of uh, really cool artists. It's kind of like a who's who. Idols like, is on there, right? Yeah. So there's Idols, Ma- Mastodon, Health, Chino. Manchester o- Orchestra, Soccer Mommy. Yeah, yeah. Chino is on a feature. Um, yeah, Soccer Mommy of all people, and Tyler Bates. Um, do you recognize that name, Logan? I do. Yeah. So he's all o- I, I, he's all over the album. I'm not sure what if he's a producer of it or what, but looks interesting. Is it bad if yeah, I can't remember if I pre-ordered that or not? <laughs> um, you know, I have a dr- of- I have a dream. Like it could have been a dream that I did. I, you know, I I, rem- I have this memory of like looking at it online and be like, oh, I should yeah. pre-order this, but I don't remember yeah. if I did or not. I have a lot of things like like I don't even know how many things I have out there right now that are pending, you know, like sit- <laughs> so, yeah, pending and sitting on my credit card. Like just just waiting to uh, to be deducted. That's our future is uh, pre-orders and scalp uh, fighting scalpers. That's the <laughs> Pretty much that the future looks bleak because it's I don't you know I don't go out to stores anymore. Like you know screw that. Like, yeah, <laughs> internet shopping for me. So should I move on to yeah? The what main are, event? What's our special topic for this episode? The special the topic of note for today's pregame. Um. I chose this because, uh, of course, next we're doing Fiona Apple's second album, Win the Pawn, um, and I believe it to be uh, uh, a a great sophomore effort. So I think her first record was, was really good, and uh, she's a case where the sophomore album, rather than a sophomore slump, really kicked it up a notch. In, in my opinion, It's um, it was a lot better and, and just really... Took everything up a notch. Um, so I asked the guys to come up with a pick for a great sophomore album. I also said they could pick a notoriously bad sophomore album if they so chose. I don't know if anyone actually did that. I picked a good one. But um, should I go first on this one? Yeah. Also, you yeah. said the long title, right? You said, uh, and then as a, uh, in addition, oh, yes, pick I'm a sorry. long title. In a di- I, I also said, just as a as a LARF, uh, because When the Pawn, which is the you know truncated version of an extremely notoriously long title, I said, uh, I want to hear your favorite long titles, whether it be an album or a song. So that's something we can throw in there, too. But yeah, I'll go. Let me, uh, let's see here. So this, uh, this was harder than I thought, because there were a lot of... <laughs> A lot of good picks uh, from 90s alt slash indie rock. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going with um, a band I've always loved, Pavement. Their second EP, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, from 1994, following uh, 1992's Slanted and Enchanted, which uh, was a really good album. But I feel like uh, their second one, Crooked Rain, is where they really took off. Um, developed their sound a lot in a, in a really short time. And um, that particular album was like one of the first things I ever heard when I was a young and uh, obviously like a cooler, older person was playing it. And I was just like, Oh, music can be like, like this music can be um, weird and <laughs> not everyone has to be a virtuoso at what they're playing. And uh, it can sound 
it can sound dirty and imperfect, but still be really awesome and cool. Um, special shout out to the song uh, "Cut Your Hair." Which, I was gonna say it had their their kind of one MTV hit yeah. uh, right. on there. Cut your hair is uh, is Range Life. And Range also? Life is yes. on there Range, as well. Range Life is the other single, uh, as I recall from that album. Um, where they, you know, dissed the Smashing Pumpkins a little uh, bit. Started a, started a whole feud, but... Lame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who all, who else do they diss on that? There's somebody else on Stone that song. Temple they, they, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. They name-dropped right, the STP, right, yeah. I knew it was someone else. And this is, I mean, this was in the early days, too. It was b- before Melancholy, so, you know? But like, yeah, I don't know. I pavement were the cooler kids. That's, that's cool how kids, other bands cool kids bands got press. They just dissed the pumpkins, and then that got them instant press. <laughs> hey. So, whatever. <clears throat> that is a good uh, good choice, yeah. though. That album is, is, is very good. I say that as someone that also loves the Smashing Pumpkins. I do love that yeah. Pavement album as we- well. Uh, There's a lot of Smashing rated. Pumpkins love on this pod, obviously. Uh, also, the yeah. the first uh, Pavement album I think I ever heard um, as well. Uh, yeah. You my, know, Cut definitely. Your Hair kind of draws you in. Absolutely. It changed my life. Nice. Did you have a long title? Yeah, oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. So my favorite long title is, um, oh, I need to fact check this, because I think this long title is actually of a song on Sufjan Stevens' sophomore effort. <laughs> so it's almost like a twofer. Hang on. Uh, I want to. You know, I that, purposefully though. told myself I would not bring up Sufjan Stevens this episode because well. I feel like <laughs> I've put out this perception that I'm like a Sufjan Stevens super fan because I talk about him a lot. Um, so it's, it's funny because that you're you bringing are. it up. I, I guess it's so. I'm really not. I think are. there are people that are way more into him than I am. I don't even own everything. Okay. What's, your, so, what's your title? Illinois is his fifth album. I don't know what I was thinking. This is just the album where I became aware of his existence. Anyway, the long title is The Black Hawk War or How to Demolish an Entire Civilization and Still Feel Good About Yourself in the Morning or We Apologize for the Inconvenience But You're Going to Have to Leave Now or I Have Fought the Big Knives and Will Continue to Fight Them Until They Are Off Our Lands. 52 words and it is a Two-minute song with no lyrics. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> All so it right. takes longer to say the title. Uh, I'll go next on mm-hmm. uh, sophomore albums. And I, I realized something. We've discussed what could be, at least in my estimate, a perfect sophomore album before, which is Nirvana's Nevermind. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, I mean, it's kind that of is, the prototypical example. It is a, right. you know, I mean it is one of those albums that's a great second album. Um, I also realized, you know, there's a few others bands that have, that I love that have second albums that, uh, we have discussed before. Like I love the Wilco album being there. Um, but I decided I wanted to look for something a little different and it got me thinking kind of about what sophomore albums, what makes a good sophomore album. And, I, I realize that software albums are kind of where an artist takes something from the first, the best bits from the first album and kind of expands on it. Uh, they clarify their sound more. They focus in on what their sound is going to be. Um, now that shifts. I mean, obviously you think of somebody like Radiohead, they shift almost every album. It feels like, but for the most part, I feel like sophomore albums, you take the best bits from the first one, you own in on what works you, you blow that up even bigger. And sometimes it becomes this record that can be a burden for the artist because it's this stellar album that everybody wants them to repeat, uh, see, 
Radiohead in that case, where some people are like, when are they going to do another, you know, the bins uh, or Weezer, you know, with Pinkerton. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this album that I'm going to talk about, though, is an example of, you know, taking some of those best bits, adding in new ones and really making it even better. Um, So this artist's first album is widely considered to be one of their worst released in 1968. The self-titled Neil Young album is pretty overly burdened with strings and songs that are for the most part weaker than the songs on his last couple albums he had done with Buffalo Springfield uh, before they had broken up. Matt, you have listened to the first Neil Young album, right? I have listened to the first Neil Young album. I mean, there are, it's got its defenders, but it's, it's usually considered one of his lesser albums. (laughs) I think I've heard his first album. It's 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 just mainly him and an acoustic guitar. It's very singer-songer. There's actually some stuff that's not on there, surprisingly. Sugar Mountain is not on there, and that's one of his better um, early solo songs. But I think a lot of people see his second album as being the one where he really comes into his own, and that is Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. Yeah, which is that's a somewhat really good album. long title. Uh, this is the one where <laughs> he takes, you know, off of the first album, there was a song called The Loner. He kind of takes the sound of The Loner um, with electric guitar and sort of blows it up even more. This is also the album where he finds his band Crazy Horse, which would kind of come to define his solo sound in some ways. Uh, I found this quote from Pitchfork where this reviewer, Mark Richardson, said, The opening riff of Cinnamon Girl erases the memory of the self-titled album completely in about five seconds. <laughs> so, I mean, that kind of speaks to, I think, how it's viewed as in his catalog, you know, um, almost every song on that album is a banger. Uh, first one I really latched onto personally as well. The title track is great. Uh, everybody knows this is nowhere, which is sort of a country rocker, but then you've got the sort of jammier down by the river cowgirl in the sand. And then the sleeper track round and round, which is the sort of folky song about mortality with some harmony vocals by a, um, a female singer named Robin Lane. So yeah, everybody knows this is nowhere, which in a lot of ways is basically the first great Neil Young album. Even if you kind of like the first, uh, his, the one before it. Uh, so that's my choice for sophomore album, long titles. We've also covered one with a long title already. Tribe Call Quest, People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths All of right. Rhythm. Yeah, but I'm kind of long, kind of long. I'm going with this album, Bright Eyes. The album is lifted or the story is in the soil. So keep your ear to the ground, which is not his second album. It's like third or fourth. It's the fourth okay. because I have that page up because I ha- I was also thinking about uh, okay <laughs> about about that one. I, I will say by point. the way, in my younger and and more pretentious days, I had a class in college where I had to write a review of an album, and I wrote a review of that album and called it something like, you know, list put keep your ear to the stereo because the the the, <laughs> the the stories and the lyrics or something like that, trying to mimic the title. Nice. So. Yeah, not great. But anyway, doing that's, a, that's doing a bit. That's... Yeah. So, uh, Matt, I've been trying to suss out what your sophomore album is. I was a little worried you were going to choose Neil Young as well. Uh, what do you got for your sophomore album? Uh, no, Neil Young is a very good choice. Uh, um, I, I know uh, I might have uh, guessed it early. Um, 
I, I thought about well, and, and maybe I maybe I should hold off because I I don't want to uh, spoil Logan's thunder, but um, you're not going to spoil anything. <laughs> lots <laughs> lots of good choices. Um, I Josh, you mentioned Radiohead. Uh, that that's another um, yeah, you know, another kind of improvement on the formula version 2.0 if you will i don't know if that's uh, garbage's second album it is um, yeah and that that makes sense but um in also thinking about long titles uh i thought of a a sequence of uh, a pair of studio albums from uh that that kind of uh were i i've mentioned the big sky sound and this is a big band in the big sky sound we're talking about modest mouse um their first record, which is yep. my, my long title choice, is This is a Long Drive for Someone with Nothing to Think About. And, there we go. And that really... Got a twofer. Yes. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, the twofer I- indeed. But um, which, you know, I, I love that record. That's a great record. It's got some great long song titles. Uh, Talking Shit About a Pretty Sunset is amazing. Make Everyone Happy slash Mechanical Birds. You know, just great driving music, um, great, you know, late night back porch music. Um, may, maybe not if you're trying to keep it quiet, but uh, but some years later, uh, one year later, it appears, uh, they released the Lonesome Crowded West, which really, I think, really set set the stage for what they became, uh, you know, a, a, as a band. I, I, I think they're, you know, it's it's perhaps before the line of demarcation that, that the moon and Antarctica was, but, but all of the, the kind of early period um, elements are, are here and, and they're succeeding. All of my favorite Mo- modest mouse songs are, are on this record. Teeth like God, shoe shine, trailer trash, cowboy, Dan doing the cockroach. It, you know, it, it's just, it's weird, but it's gripping. And, and, and there's so much drama that, that it, you just can't, you know, you can't keep your ears off of it, uh, it, it, is what I say. So, sophomore album, Lonesome Crowded West by Modest Mouse. That was one of my backups, for sure. Well, uh, as far as long titles go, I just kind of went back and looked through my CDs and, and, you know, my own library of music and tried to to find what I had that had some long titles. Uh, admittedly, I don't have them as long as, as probably you guys did. Uh, but there was three that came to mind right off the bat, but one was, uh, from 2002, uh, band murder by death. And it's just like the exorcist, but more break dancing. <laughs> that was always, it was always yeah. a title that I really enjoyed. Uh, I've, I've been able to see that band live, um, several times. And I saw them several times before they became like pretty popular around Springfield where they were being, they were, they had shows all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, yeah. they're a really great live band. Another album was, uh, 2004's These Arms Are Snakes, Oxeneers, or The Lion Sleeps When Its Antelope Go Home. Okay. That's, I've never hmm. been able to say it. A ever. lot of long titles have or in them, I realized. Because I, yeah, I had Sufjan lifted or. Uh, you know, they like that or yeah. if you're going to yeah. have a long title. <laughs> I just call it Oxeneers. But yeah. then the one that takes the cake for me is Coheed and Cambria's 2005 album, Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. 
just like HP okay. Lovecraft uh, <laughs> way <laughs> too long. Uh, but yeah, so with sophomore albums, I basically I just started like listing because I have there's so many sophomore albums yeah. that I think are great. I, yeah. I mean, I could go on forever. So it it pretty much makes or breaks a career. Yeah, in a lot of oh, cases. Yeah. And there's just there's just so many, um, you know, ones that come off uh, the top of my head. I'm just going to read the list that I had. Uh, these are just ones that I've uh, been important to me. Uh, Thursdays, Full Collapse, uh, Rage Against the, Rage Against the Machines, Evil Empire, uh, Incubus, yeah. Science, Interpol, Antics from 2004, mm. uh, Radiohead, The Bends from '95. Uh, yep. Deftones Around the Fur from 97, uh, Tools Enema from 96, Appleseed Cast Mare Vitalis. Uh, a big one that I think is really great that I think I really wanted to highlight was the Stooges Funhouse from 1970. Mm. I think that's a really mm. great album. Uh, some good stuff on there. Also, System of a Down's Toxicity from Ooh, 2001. That's that was on my short list. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Cure's 17 Seconds uh, from 1980. Uh, of course, you know, I feel like it's just stock information with me that I don't need to repeat. That's like, yeah. Siamese, Siamese Dream? Siamese Dream is good. Yeah, obviously. Pinkerton? <laughs> like, whatever. I'm over, I'm over it. Like, it's, yeah, I get it. Right. But uh, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, 89. Ooh, uh, that's a really good, that's one. A good one. But that's I think- one that I spent most of the day listening to, and I think this band, I don't think we've ever mentioned this band on this podcast, but I think they're very underrated, and unfortunately, they were really good at what they do in a time that what they do wasn't very popular, and that is Muse, uh, mm. Origin of Symmetry from 2001, but that album is crazy good. Uh, I just picked that up, by the way. I Origin of Symmetry? That. I did. I, I about talked about it in my purchases. I picked it up what, on CD. Was oh, was man. that the sequel to Absolution? Was Absolution no, the no, no. Absolution came after that. Yeah. It's, so first there was Showbiz, and then Origin of Symmetry, and then Absolution, and then Black Holes and Revelations. Black Holes and Revelations, yeah. See, I didn't even hear them until Absolution. Origin yeah, of Symmetry is great. I, I agree with this, Logan, from what I, I put it on the other day and listened to it. Like, I, I was just blown away, I think, most today, like, by just listening to that album again and just like, oh, man. I think it's been reissued or, re like, they've done something, some kind of anniversary release of it. So I'm interested in looking into that. But it's a great album. They're a great band. And I've seen them live. They're... By far one of the best rock bands I've ever seen live. They're just incredible. For a three-piece. A three-piece. That that album especially, it's almost, I, yeah. we talked about the bins. It's almost like if you were listening to the bins, like, I wish they did more riffs. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I wish Radiohead played harder riffs sometimes. That's, yes. That's what that album is, kind of. You know? It's a good album. Uh, by the way, I, I want to throw out there other so I mean, I had a list as well. Uh, one we haven't mentioned yet: the color and the shape. Foo Fighters. Oh, I, was, I, that, I figured that was. was say. Yeah, I figured that was Matt's. I, I also that figured Matt's. that might be Matt's. Yeah. Uh, another one that mm -hmm. I really enjoy, and Blake, I know at one time you enjoyed. I don't know if if you do anymore. Uh, is the second "Say Anything" album uh, is a real boy. 
That one was good. Um, yes. New- Neutral Milk Hotel. No one even remembers. In the aeroplane over the sea. I don't know sea. that anyone's even heard the oh, first. Okay. Yeah, all of those. Yeah. There's a lot. Logan, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned some some local bands because I, I had forgotten uh, to, to check on this. But but as far as long titles go, uh, one of my favorites was uh, St. Louis's So Many Dynamos, which mm. uh, kind of had a palindrome thing going on because So Many Dynamos is a palindrome. And their, their debut oh, record uh, is... Are we not drawn onward to uh, new era? To new era, which is itself a palindrome <laughs> a pal- and a great uh, record title. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, Blake, why were we talking about sophomore albums <laughs> and long titles? I should well, say. Well, as I alluded to, uh, the next record we're doing is uh, a record with a very long title, um, and it's a great sophomore album. It's uh, Fiona Apple's Win the Pawn. Stay tuned for the rest of the title. It will be revealed in the next episode next week. Waiting on pins and needles. Yeah. (laughs) So to find out, uh, I guess you'll have to keep listening to hear the rest of the poem. All right. Until then, don't forget to listen to music. (laughs) Listen to a sophomore album. Take care, everybody. Yeah.